In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the High Ground News on the Ground podcast, powered by The Daily Memphian and the OEM Network. We're community-based journalists working with residents in Memphis neighborhoods to uncover what is moving the city forward. I'm Emily Trenum. I'm the publisher and community engagement manager for High Ground, and we are currently embedded in the Hickory Hill neighborhood. We've been there since September, and the coverage of that neighborhood will continue through November, probably into December a bit. Uh, So please visit us at highgroundnews.com to check out uh, our whole library of articles, videos, photo essays that we have published about the Hickory Hill neighborhood. You probably learned some things about the neighborhood that you didn't already know. And uh, we'll be talking more about this, um, I'm sure, over the next month or so. But we're excited to be launching something a little different. Next year, we're going to be going into sort of the larger North Memphis neighborhood and not only looking at some of the overarching issues uh, in that neighborhood, but then doing focusing kind of mini on the grounds on some of the interesting individual neighborhoods in North Memphis, including New Chicago, Hyde Park, Douglas, Hollywood Springdale, uh, Valentine Evergreen. So uh, we'll be we'll be having some guests on about that. We'll be talking about that uh, here over the next month or so. But that's something we're looking forward to, and we hope you are as well. So today, um, Cole Bradley, our editor in chief, is joining us. Hello. But also, we have a very special guest, which is Veronica Johnson, who's the on the ground project manager for uh, what we like to call the mothership, which is Issue Media Group. A lot of people probably don't know that High Ground is actually part of a company based out of the Detroit area that has similar publications and a number of different places. Uh, focusing on solutions journalism, which is what we do here, but of course, in different communities, different kinds of coverage, different kinds of uh, stories. So, welcome, Veronica. All right, thank you for having me. So, Veronica, what's um, just give us the elevator speech about Issue Media Group before mm-hmm. we sort of dive in for on the ground. What's Issue Media Group? Uh, what's it all about, and where are some of the other publications? Okay, so Issue Media Group is a. Uh, publishing company. Uh, we publish online magazines uh, across the country. Uh, we focus on solutions journalism. So uh, solutions journalism is basically um, writing about uh, the solutions to a lot of issues that are going on, not so much focusing on the the negativity, but like what are organizations and companies doing to uh, uh, solve the problems that are going on with the a lot of things uh, within the different communities. Uh, so that's what we focus on here. Um, again, we have publications all over the country. Um, I can't say exactly how many, but uh, again, we have publications, of course, here at Memphis. Um, we have a number of them in uh, Michigan, which is where Issue Media Group is based. Um, we have publications in Cleveland, um, Cincinnati, Tampa. Uh, so again, all all over. And um, we have, you know, there's wonderful staff, uh, wonderful teams that help us to produce um, some amazing coverage uh, about what's going on in these uh, local communities. So I know we we 
Cole and I work very closely with you because you are you coordinate the work a lot of of the, a lot of the on the ground type programs around the country. So let's talk about that. So how did on the ground get started? I think you told me that Memphis was the first uh, city to do it. And is that true? And then how did it get rolled out to some of the other communities? Yeah. So um, Memphis was when we first really started doing on the ground is a complete format. So like, you know, embedded journalism, being in communities for a certain amount of time and then doing engagement. But our actual first, first on the ground, uh, which we say, you know, started all of this was um, in uh, Flying Kite, which was a publication, online publication that was published by Issue Media Group. It was based out of Philadelphia. And uh, the editor there, uh, Michelle Freeman, she had the idea to kind of go into some local um, neighborhoods in um, Philadelphia and um, do an embedded journalism program. Um, so this is before we had like actual funding for these, this project. Um, but she really, you know, just had this great idea of like, Hey, I just want to spend three to four months in a community reporting what's going on. I want us to be embedded in the community. I want us to do engagement events, things like that. Um, so that ended up being really successful. Um, and then from there we started to really like, uh, really think about doing these on the ground programs in some of our other markets. Um, and I think Memphis was the first where we really started to, um, you know, we got funding around it. Um, of course, Memphis is our, our longest running on the ground program. Uh, you guys are in your 12th neighborhood. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so this whole idea of doing uh, embedded journalism um, just really took off. And again, we actually, I looked it up. We have currently done uh, 36 on the ground programs. Um, so that's a lot compared to, you know, having started out. Um, so you know, we've done like, more than a third of them. Yeah. So majority of half of that 36 is probably high ground. You so. can't see me listeners, but I'm, I have one of those big, we're number one foam fingers I'm right now <laughs> because obviously. Yeah. Memphis. Yeah. Memphis. And of course, you know, you guys know with, uh, you know, with working with you guys, uh, I always use Memphis as kind of like the, um, you know, the main, uh, on the ground, like, Hey, this is, you know, uh, where a majority of our program started out of, um, you guys do just so much amazing engagement that a lot of times I share with other teams, um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, again, it's, it's definitely, it's, I always say these only grass programs vary according to each community, you know, every community is different. Um, but a lot of times we try and focus these programs around, um, communities that we call them news deserts. So a lot of times the, uh, there's no local media there. Um, you know, for whatever reason, there's no local newspaper, um, or a lot of times there's like a negative uh, connotation about the community. And we want to go in and kind of like, um, you know, change the narrative of that community. We want to do, uh, like some reporting on what's like a lot of great stuff are coming out of these local uh, neighborhoods. And we really want to capture that and highlight that and really change the narrative of what a lot of people think about these communities. Um, so that's where a majority of times we target these on the ground programs. Well, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how how the programs are different in different markets. But uh, Cole, just wanted to give you a chance to weigh in about things that you think really make the on-the-ground program. What distinguishes it from from other coverage of urban neighborhoods or cities? Uh, so the first thing that comes to mind is the intentional lifting up of resident voices. <laughs> um, you know, and just being deeply embedded. Uh, most reporting, uh, even if it is neighborhood-based reporting, doesn't necessarily focus on resident voice. It doesn't focus on resident experience. And, 
you know, in addition to covering things that other publications do cover, uh, we also cover stories that no one else is looking towards. And that's, you know, what are the average people who are on the ground in a neighborhood doing to uh, see their neighborhood change in the ways they want to change it, whatever that may be. And, you know, including those voices, we strive to include at least one resident voice in every story that we write. Uh, we strive to ensure that the things that we are covering are reflective of the community. You know, we work with the community members to create the editorial calendar. I think that's super unique. Um, even other publications that might be covering neighborhood stuff, they don't sit down with residents um, and say, to, what, what stories do we need to be telling about yeah, this Yeah, exactly. You know, and we sit down with residents and we say, you know, tell us about your neighborhood and what's important in this narrative. And then we use that to build our editorial calendar. And a, probably on an average neighborhood, about 80% of our stories come directly from residents. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very unique. I do too. And it, and it uh, resonates with readers for sure. That's what we hear from our readers in the community. I also community. think um, the depth uh, that we go into is unique. So we hear that a lot too. Uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, a person that we know really well in Uptown who we love and adore and who let us use their awesome cafe when we were embedded there. It's the office at Uptown and uh, Miss Val and her husband run it, own it and run it. And uh, I was talking to Miss Val yesterday and, you know, she was saying how much she appreciates the depth that we go into and the fact that we do not just cover news, the what is happening, but also the why and getting deeper into the story. So, Veronica, I mean, obviously, as you can tell from listening to me and Cole, we're really, we love the work we do here and we're proud of it. But what are some of the other, other on the ground and other cities that, or neighborhoods that you think have been particularly successful. Just give us a couple mm -hmm. of mini case histories of some that you think have been really successful and maybe why. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. And I feel like, you know, with every on the ground, there's different levels of success. Um, I mean, like, I'm proud of every program we've done. I mean, you know, at the core of it, we want to get to the issues and, you know, find out what's going on in these communities. And I think all the reporters oh, sure. that have done that have done an awesome job. Yes. So, yeah. So as, as far as like, um, just, Which stand know. out? What, what are a couple that really stand out in your yeah, mind? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking about like, again, one thing that I think Cole mentioned was like the engagement that we do that I think really separates on the ground from a lot of other like reporting series is like, we want to get to know the community. We're not just coming in for a couple months and reporting on, you know, uh, what's going on. We, you know, we have, uh, um, we sit down with the residents. Uh, we have editorial advisory meetings where we invite the community out to share story ideas. And majority of those we, you know, we ended up we end up using. So it's really getting to know the community as well. Um, so just a couple that just stand out that I think from an engagement perspective um, have been the uh, there was an on the ground in North End, which is a, a small community in, uh, in Detroit. And um, that's actually where we started our, uh, we call them storytelling events. Um, so where we actually invited the uh, residents out to tell their story. You know, it could be a personal story. It could be a story of triumph, tragedy, things like that. And uh, we invite, you know, everybody out from the community to come out and listen to that. So it's, it started off as kind of like an intimate thing where we storytelling, potluck. We invited people to come out and share a dish and tell a story. Um, so that's one just really memorable uh, on the ground. And from that, we have started doing storytelling series in a lot of our communities. That's become our like signature engagement event. 
Um, we've done them in a neighborhood we were just in in Detroit a few months ago, Jefferson Chalmers. We did an awesome storytelling event there. And again, it just gives the shines the spotlight on the residents because we're, we're writing about them, but we also want them to tell their own individual story. Um, so that's just one just kind of top of my head. But um, Ypsilanti, um, I know that's like a, a community you know, if you're if you're not from Michigan, you don't know Ypsilanti, but Ypsilanti is a, a city in uh, Metro Detroit. Um, it's in Michigan. It's through our uh, one of our publications called Concentrate. And we've been there. We're going in our third year and we're covering the entire city, not just the one particular community. Um, but our reporter there, Sarah Riggs, she's amazing. She actually won an award from uh, uh, Eastern Michigan University, which is one of the um, our funders, for her just uh, continued engagement and community service. So she really cares about the community. She's an awesome reporter. She really gets at the heart of it. Um, so just the, the series there has just been awesome. You know, the events, the editorial. Um, so I can go on and on, but those are just two that come to mind. Well, think, just, uh, one of the things that I find kind of interesting about the other publications versus the Memphis publication is, so we were talking about, you know, second wave is mm -hmm. the sort of Michigan uh, like issue media. Yeah, yeah, yep. like it's sort of the hub for mm -hmm. uh, the Michigan-based issue media mm -hmm. group stuff. And so several of these other publications like that you just mentioned, like in the Ypsilanti publication, a couple of other ones, mm -hmm. kind of sit under second wave, yes. Right, yep. Um, and so one thing I find interesting is that here in Memphis, rather than having sort of different publications that cover different neighborhoods, High Ground covers the neighborhood and continues to cover mm -hmm. the neighborhood. So Definitely. for us, like a lot of the other publications, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't mm -hmm. continue to cover a neighborhood once they've moved out of it. But we do. Like we have a commitment mm -hmm. to all 12 of our neighborhoods, 12 and a half, because mm -hmm. we did a prototype <laughs> neighborhood in the edge. It was our first thing. So I'm mm -hmm. counting it now as our half. Um <laughs> But we, you know, we continue to go back and to continue those yeah. relationships and continue the coverage. That's mm -hmm. kind of unique to us, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, Memphis is definitely a special situation uh, with having continued funders that are uh, not only covering new neighborhoods, but like, say, existing neighborhoods and, you know, being able to continue to do a coverage. And that's always our goal. Like what happens is, you know, we're in a neighborhood for a certain amount of time. And we always want to continue in the neighborhood because you just want to want to go there and then just pick up and leave. So uh, some of our communities, we have gotten funding to do continued coverage. So I'm just thinking about in, De in Detroit, for instance, our Model D publication. Um, we were in a couple of neighborhoods, uh, North End and then uh, Live 6, which is another neighborhood. And um, we actually got continued coverage from Kresge to do uh, uh, existing coverage after we left that neighborhood. So sometimes it does pan out where we can continue to do that. And that's definitely our goal. That's something that we want to continue to do is we just don't want to be in a neighborhood for a certain amount of time and then leave. We want to be able to go back because there's so many stories, which I'm sure you guys know, like you'll get so many story ideas and, you know, you're limited by the amount of time you can have. And, but you know, you you still want to go back and do those stories. Um, and it's some to, to, to some degree, we've been able to do that. Um, but we, you know, it just, it just boils down to like, hey, you know, we need this funding because we there's so many stories to tell and you know we want to continue to do that well actually i have sort of a related question to that so high ground has evolved over the last couple of years to a published to a to a, a publication where you know the on the ground work is the the majority of our editorial coverage mm -hmm. and when we're not writing stories that are on the ground they they're stories about issues that are important to neighborhoods mm -hmm. and for example we wrote an article recently about the state of the housing summit that the 
that the city put on a couple of weeks ago, very successful citywide discussion about housing issues. And But that's a good example of a story that's not specifically about a neighborhood, but is of importance to neighborhoods generally. And we've been able to, um, I think that differentiates us uh, in the community, as opposed to just regular, there are other publications, Daily Memphis and others that do a great job covering innovation, real estate development, breaking news, entrepreneurship. And we Mm -hmm. cover all those issues within, through the lens of the neighborhoods that we're covering. So are there, are there, and we've been successful, I think in, I mean, we do have some generous supporters here Mm -hmm. and been successful in bringing them along in this evolution of our editorial. Again, I think people really see value in what we're doing. Are there other publications uh, in issue media group publications that have become largely sort of the micro coverage of neighborhoods, um, mm-hmm. in addition to in addition to um, high ground. Yeah, yeah, there, there, uh, there are a few. Uh, I mean, just you're talking about the, the second wave uh, publication. So we have uh, second wave is our hub for all of our Michigan-based pubs. Um, but uh, second wave Southwest, which is its own individual publication, uh, we actually started doing on the ground there uh, last year, I believe. Uh, we had got funding to cover four neighborhoods in uh, Kalamazoo, which is again Southwest Michigan. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a smaller publication, so I feel like the on the ground coverage has kind of dominated the editorial. And then after uh, we also have we actually have two on the ground running uh, simultaneously in Second Wave Southwest. So Kalamazoo, Battle Creek is another small community just uh, just right by Kalamazoo. And again, that's you know majority of the the, the coverage there. But I think people really. Uh, um, value being able to see neighborhood-based coverage and like mm-hmm. you know we're coming for neighborhoods in Kalamazoo chances are somebody's reading the coverage lives in one of those neighborhoods so they want to read about what's going on so I think that's really you know allowed us to kind of uh, broaden our reach and gain other readers that we for whatever reason um, would not have had um, so yeah. yeah we've really um We've really just kind of leaned into it at this mm-hmm. point you know we started having conversations about a year ago around you know, we do cover all of these other things, but it's not what we're known for. At this point, on the ground, whether we label it or not, mm-hmm. that neighborhood-based embedded reporting mm-hmm. is synonymous with high ground. Yep. It's what we do and it's what people know us for. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, we've started leaning as much as we can into it and feeding other things like entrepreneurial stories, mm-hmm. et cetera, directly under on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, can we cover entrepreneurs in the neighborhoods we're in or the right. neighborhoods we've been in and things like that? Because why not? I mean, mm-hmm. it is unique coverage. It's unique to the city and it's a solid thing and a worthwhile thing to be reporting about. So mm-hmm. let's just lean on into it. Well, that's yeah. true. I mean, we, you know, people approach me and I'm sure they do you call as well with, with story ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's my first response is we've got you know, 12 neighborhoods we've been in, and we'd love to tell that story through the lens of one or two of our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And if it's a citywide issue, if we can, if we can tag it to one of our neighborhoods, it just, mm-hmm. you know, it enriches the coverage. And I think yeah. it makes the story more, um, it just bring connects the people to the issue. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that is so much of a common response for me that I actually have a canned email response. So <laughs> Gmail lets you do canned responses where mm-hmm. you can just uh, pick a code word and it mm-hmm. puts the whole thing. And I have a list that says our neighborhoods are, and then lists all twelve of them out <laughs> alphabetically mm-hmm. in my canned responses, so mm-hmm. that I can just say, you know, 
I would love to do that, but it needs to relate to one of our neighborhoods if possible. Mm-hmm. Canned response here are all of our yeah, neighborhoods because yeah. it's a pain to type out all 12 every You're time. You're a lot more efficient than I am. <laughs> yeah. I just got tired of having to remember all 12 in alphabetical yeah. order. But I mean, yeah, it's such a it's such a common response for me now to say, that's great. Can you tie it back to this though? Mm-hmm. Because we are leaning yeah. into it. And I think one of the things too, you are mentioning like, uh, with doing a lot of neighborhood coverage is um, I think the On the Ground series really um, uh, kind of just validates our work. Um, and, you know, of course, a lot of, you know, quote unquote, urban communities, there's a lot of distrust with the media. So I feel like, you know, with us going on, uh, going into these communities and covering, you know, like, hey, we think it's important that you're starting this business in your community and things like that. Like, I just feel like um, it gives more, it leans more trust to you know, them trusting our work and, you know, trusting our judgment and then even telling people, hey, you should read this because they're covering what's going on in our neighborhood. So I think that's really important. I think that's true. And and one of the things I like about working for Issue Media Group is I feel like the, the, you know, the team really embraces, you know, developments and innovations in journalism, especially online journalism. Mm-hmm. And for example, and I think we've talked about this before in the podcast, we recently launched a community contributor program and we have a uh, a class of eight neighborhood residents from four different res- from four different neighborhoods here in Memphis and we're training them to become freelancers for high ground. We're super excited about that because obviously we believe that people in the neighborhoods not only can identify story ideas but are really the best candidates to tell the stories and that's something that also is being done in other um, in other issue media group markets as well, is it mm-hmm. not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's funny because the idea of the correspondent program, I think, initially started with High Ground. Uh, this was idea had yeah. from the jump, and uh, it was just a matter of like, how do we actually implement this? Um, so even though it didn't like, we didn't launch our first correspondent class in Memphis. Um, again, you know, we tell everybody like, Hey, this is an idea that came from, from Memphis, but initially it started, we decided to do a pilot program in, uh, Kalamazoo, our second wave, uh, uh, Southwest publication. And, uh, yeah, it, it just was really successful. You know, our managing editor there, Kathy Jennings, um, you know, uh, um, selected four residents from, uh, our first neighborhood was Edison, um, to be in the class. And it just, you know, it was very um, very rewarding just to see them, you know, some of them had experience writing, some of them didn't, but all of them produced a story afterwards. And, um, you know, just one little tidbit I want to just include too with, with, uh, second wave stuff was one of our correspondent program, our second one, um, our North side community, a predominantly African-American neighborhood. And, uh, we, uh, actually had our first, uh, youth correspondent. So we not only, you know, um, uh, want adult residents to be part of it, but we've also like taken, uh, um, kind of an approach to, you know, incorporating youth into this, this, uh, this program as well. So one of our youth correspondents, her name was Kiasia. Um, she actually wrote a story about her, uh, you know, uh, having sickle cell and how that affected her and her family and things like that. And actually that story ended up getting picked up by a national, uh, sickle cell, uh, organization. Excellent. So, yeah. So just the impact that has come out of this program, I think it just really shows that, Hey, you know, um, it's important that residents are telling their own stories because they have stories that even our reporters may not be able to approach from a different, you know, different mm-hmm. perspective. So they, they really, uh, lend a lot, lot of credibility to these on the ground programs. Yeah. We, 
I mean, we've been talking about this for a couple of years now, wanting to do it here in Memphis. And it was just a matter of being able to secure the funding to do Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, finally, with help from Erica from Mm -hmm. Issue Media and and Emily. Shout out to Erica. Shout out to Erica. (laughs) And Facebook, who the grant came from, you know, finally came together to be able to do it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, this is something we've wanted for a couple of years and have been talking about. And now that we have it, like, we're so stoked. Well, and it's really resonating locally with other one of our other funders one of our regular funders just stepped up to give us an additional grant to implement that same program while we're embedded in North Memphis. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. We'll be kicking that off in the probably early next year. So Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. are living in one of those North Memphis neighborhoods we mentioned earlier and would like to, um, would like to consider being a freelance journalist for high ground Stay tuned for more information and definitely follow us on social media. I'm just mm-hmm. excited by that by that point. You know, when we, you know, within the next seven months or so, by the by summer of next year, we will have trained and put into the Memphis uh, journalism landscape sixteen mm-hmm. people. That's amazing. Who, and that's just from high ground. Like so, even yeah. with the programs we've done, I think we've trained like over twenty. Uh, residents from That's different communities all over the country. And yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's very rewarding doing this. It is work. very rewarding. We, mm-hmm. Cole and I were just talking about that this morning. Mm-hmm. We also talk about, you know, the, the sort of impact beyond high ground. I mean, obviously we get story ideas and we get journalists out of it, but, you know, in Memphis, we talk a lot about poverty. We talk a lot about, you know, income gaps and all of these other things. And for us, you know, we report on it and we want to be good community partners. It's part of our mission to be community partners, not just journalists. And, in this case, you know, creating creating space for residents to then have supplemental income, to make new connections in their neighborhood and network with the neighborhood folks that they're covering, et cetera. It's building, you know, social capital, but also actual capital, mm-hmm. you know. And building neighborhood capacity. Absolutely. Yep, definitely. So, Veronica, we've appreciated having your kind of national perspective on On the Ground. Anything else that I... I steal this question from Cole all the time. Anything I didn't ask you that you'd like uh-huh. to answer? Oh, <laughs> um, no. I mean, again, I I just love working with you guys. I mean, I, of course, uh, you know, I don't get to see you as much as I would like to, but you know, again, just the, the conversations and you know, you guys are doing amazing work. Again, I always use High Ground as an example. Like, you know, the engagement you guys have done has just been amazing. Um, so I always use, you know, uh, High Ground as an example for the other communities we've been in. Um, but yeah, again, this this program I think is just just very very important to uh, you know, because a lot of times with local media, you don't see them reporting about what's going on in the neighborhood. It's always like crime or whatever if they are reporting on like an urban community or things like that um so again i just think high ground or uh, on the grounds work is just very uh very beneficial and very um uh i feel like important and you know definitely needed in in uh, local media yeah we do it different like we have a crime mm-hmm. one of our community contributors wants to focus his story that he's going to produce for us his first story uh, on crime but the way he's doing it is how uh neighborhood sort of leaders are looking to change crime, not just crime, but perspectives of crime Mm -hmm. too. So he's looking at, you know, a couple of different neighborhoods, including his own and looking at who's doing something about Mm -hmm. crime. Right. And that's that's journalism. That's that's how we operate. Solutions journalism 101. Exactly. Definitely. So thanks for listening, everybody. Our guests today have been Cole Bradley, our managing editor, as well as our special guest from the Detroit area of Veronica Johnson, who's the project manager for On the Ground. 
uh, at Issue Media Group. Thanks for having us, Emily. Yeah, thank you. If you like this podcast, please share it. Tag High Ground News. Let us know how we're doing and what you would like to see or what would you like to hear, I should say, in future episodes. You can follow it um, and others from the Daily Memphian on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and other podcast platforms. Please check out our coverage of Hickory Hill and our other past and future neighborhoods at highgroundnews.com and all the social media platforms. And see you next time. Thanks to Natalie, our producer, for always making us sound good. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.